0: This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, brought to you by the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Thank you to our sponsor, 223 Agency, a digital relations firm helping you maximize and develop your digital footprint. Check them out on the web at 223agency.com. Without further ado, enjoy this episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Hey there, Tallahassee, welcome to another edition of your favorite business podcast in our community. My name's Jay Revel, I am your host for another installment of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Today we bring you another exciting episode. Uh, We're gonna dive into a company and a family that I think uh, many of you've probably heard about, uh, have probably experienced some of their products and some of their developments, but you might not know a lot about the ins and outs of how Uh, their organization works, and and really what kind of uh, impact they're having on the ever-changing face of our community. We've got a great guest with us today. We have uh, my good friend and chamber board member Jason Gazvini with us uh, from Premier Fine Homes. Uh, And Jason is going to, again, talk to us about uh, the continued growth and development of our community, a lot of different and interesting things that are happening uh, across our local landscape, and and what you need to know about uh, uh, the home buying market and things that are, that are again, changing and happening in that scene right now. Uh, even in the middle of a pandemic, things are still happening. Homes are still being built, and our community continues to grow. So we're thrilled to have Jason on the program with us today to talk a little bit about that. And without further ado, I want to bring Jason on. Jason, welcome to the Tallahassee Business Podcast. We are just delighted to have you with us, my man. Good morning, Jay. Thank you very much for having me
1: on. I'm excited to be part of the podcast and uh, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, well, uh, like I said, we're excited to have you. It's been great having you on our board of directors for the last year or so. Uh, you know, anytime we get sort of that next generation of Tallahassee business leaders engaged in what we're doing, I feel like it's uh, it's great for our community. We get people who learn more about uh, uh, what's going on from a different perspective. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show. And you know, maybe for those who, who, who don't know you have heard your, of your name and, and know a little bit about your organization, can you maybe start by telling us a little bit about your background, tell us about the family and the line of businesses that you all are engaged in?
1: Sure. Absolutely, Jay. Um, so I, I myself, uh, born and raised in Tallahassee, um, been here my whole life, um, don't have any plans to go anywhere else, um, truly love it here in Tallahassee. Um, I'm my I'm the first generation born here. My father came over um from Iran um when he was almost, you know, 16, 17 years old. Um so um I came here, um went to university or F- at Florida State University for uh for uh finance. And um my dad was a very good salesman and uh convinced me that I had to come and work in the the family business which um, when he was around, hard, hard to dissuade him or argue against him in any argument or sales pitch that he had. Um, so, you know, I, I spent most of my you know, teenage years working in some form of construction, whether that was, you know, something even as small as doing job site cleanup to, you know, having my hands in construction in regards to framing, you know, repairs, punch out um, all the way to job site management um you know my dad was very hands-on when it came to the business and um, he he made that sure that was important and a, a critical part for me um so i've, I've really been fortunate enough to kind of go through all the different facets of construction that we have in our companies um to give you a little um understanding about our family and our companies you know um most of our family in regards to you know my uncle um uh bizarre gasmini, steve gasmini and then justin Gasvini are also part of the company as well as my other uncle uh, Pete Gasmini. Um, you know we we kind of split up the entities of our our companies I'm more so on premier fine homes um, management of that side um, Steve is more focused on Sanco on the site development and Justin is really you know coming to his own and taking over and manages a lot more of the commercial side um, You know, in regards to what those three companies are for somebody says, well, Jason, what are those so premier Fine homes we build residential family homes, uh, primarily in the price point of, you know, 200,000 to um, just over 500,000 Sanco is a site work um, development company. So they do um, local projects with uh, our local government, um, as well as you know, the school board. Um, as well as some of the site work for our residential development and other, other, you know, other uh, builders. Um, Premier Commercial um, focuses more obviously on commercial development. Um, we have our project going up right now at, um, it's in, everybody refers to it as old TMH building in Midtown, um, but it's right there across from Soto and next door to Table 23. Um, we're very excited about that project. Um, have some, um, some tenants that are very close to getting their construction complete, and we'll be doing some big grand openings. So, like I said, very excited to that. We've also kicked off our project over on Capitol Circle um, that's right there, kind of across from the Murphy's gas station that's next door to Lowe's and Publix, um, kind of near the intersection of uh, Walani Boulevard or uh, Blairstone, if you want to think about it, and Capitol Circle. Um, so that's kind of the gist of the three companies and how our family, uh, works in those, as I said, my focus and not to say I don't involve in the other two, but my focus is more on premier fine home side, um, making sure that, you know, we're, we're staying on schedule on our projects, whether that's on the development side or the construction side of the homes, um, as well as just trying to be innovative and, and looking towards, you know, the next project, the next design,
0: you know, the next build. So. You know, it's interesting about that, you know, portfolio of businesses that your family has, uh, you know, they're all intertwined in different ways, you know, uh, they, they, they all kind of come back together uh, and form a little bit of a, a, a cycle, if you will, of uh, of continued growth, you know, and, and what a lot of people, I think, maybe misunderstand about uh, local economies is that growth is a good thing in, in order for people to continue to find jobs. Uh, to continue to see prosperity uh, reach more people in our community. We need growth. We need to be expanding our economy. Uh, and a company like yours is really just right there at the at the forefront of driving, uh, driving growth and interacting with people a lot of times who are, um, you know, moving up the ladder of life. Uh, maybe they're buying their first home. Maybe they're opening a business. I mean, you're interacting on all those fronts. Maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, particularly on that home side, you've got some major projects underway right now obviously the canopy project is a big part of that portfolio but you've got some other things that are out there on the home building side so maybe paint us that picture what, what all are you uh working on uh what kind of neighborhood developments do you all have underway right now no absolutely jay um so
1: to start with the, the obviously our biggest is as you said canopy um so those who don't know that is the 500 acre Um, Site that is um, at if you kind of want to think about the entry point of it is at uh, will Boulevard in Fleischman You know that that is a a master plan development Um, So meaning, you know, you've got all different kinds of uses in the project from residential to multifamily um, to commercial, Um, you know, we have the um, apartment site Arbor um, which, you know, I think, you know, they do, a, Arbitrace does a great job. You know, brick exterior, really spent a lot of money on their facade and their landscape and really trying to create a great product for the community. Um, you have the ALF that's up there, uh, Vescor, you know, they, amazing facility. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Um, it, uh, it definitely looks like a resort. I've been inside and, and certainly asked myself, you know, what does it take to <laughs> to get a, uh, to get a room there? Um we're also excited because 850 is going up at Canopy right now. Um, you know that that building is moving very long, along very quickly, and um, excited to see that become a part of the neighborhood. Um, in regards to the residential, um, you know we have we have moved through unit one very quickly. Uh, had a great deal of demand. Um, obviously, location wise, there Canopy it's hard to beat. Um, you know, there in the center of Tallahassee you're in proximity to all the medical facilities there, um, which has led to a lot of our buyers um, actually being, you know, empty nesters, active adults um, in the community. Um, We have just recently brought some new product on. um, We've been very excited about in the market, you know, buyers have been very excited about, um, which is a a smaller single family product at about 1200 um, plus square feet, uh, being in that 209, 214 price range, which to be honest, you know, since I've been in the company since, um, you know, 2007, uh, 2006, um, as a managerial position, um, we haven't had anything in this price point. Um, You know, part of it's, you know, due to being creative about lot design and lot size, um, as well as being creative about design of the home and trying to be efficient in the construction of it. Um, But it's been able to afford us to get to this price point. And um, gosh, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, Jay, but I'd probably say in in about a three-month time span we've probably sold over 20 um contract wise taking 20 contracts of that floor plan um we've also got um besides and and did not leave canopy yet the one of our big next phases is unit uh four and five which are over near um dempsey mayo um and miccosukee if you think about that intersection um We've got a, about 144 lots. Um, that are in Unit Five that we're actually over there currently, right now doing site work for, um, hoping to work through things with the city in regards to Wilani Boulevard to bring that connection there. But I'm hoping for those to be, you know, on the market, you know, into this year, you know, first of uh, 2021. Um, one of the other projects that we're we're very excited about and we've had a lot of demand for <clears throat> is uh, Fletcher Oaks. Um, it's over off Pedrick Road. Um, there's another area where we're trying to be creative in our lot design and our construction to get to a lower price point. Um, that is a, about a 1900 square foot product, um, that we're around, um, 279.9 is where we started at price point wise. And a big part of what we're trying to do is trying to get that price per foot down, um, You know, a lot of buyers, when they're looking in the market, they're looking at price per foot. And both that product we just spoke about at Canopy as well as at Fletcher Oaks really is letting us get that price per foot down to some numbers that we've not seen um, in Tallahassee, you know, price per foot wise. Um, Most of the time right now, if you look at new construction, you're going to be in the 190s to 200s. We're really trying to do all we can to get down to the 150s, 160s, just trying to give an option for a buyer to, uh, to make their money go a little bit further um fletcher oaks is is something i think a lot of people should take a look at because it's not something that probably everybody's seen um it's a two-story product it's a much tighter lot they're deeper lots than what people are are used to so you do have a deeper backyard um but one of the things we've done to supplement that is we have a lot of park areas um actually in that community um some some really amazing huge live oaks that we've spent a lot of money and effort to preserve um so i definitely recommend somebody go out there and take a look at it because it's 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 an exciting community for us and sales wise um we just opened it up back gosh i'm gonna get this wrong probably in march um of this year i think we already have 15 contracts there um so once again another another exciting project for us that's that's performing well um besides fletcher oaks and canopy we also have do a lot of work in uh, southwood Um, we're currently on our phase two and it's a, it's a boring name because of, of the way that the PUD reads out. There's LDR five, uh, phase two, but, um, but for people that know the roadways out there, um, Jasmine Hill is the road that climbs up. Um, it's really impressive because it makes you feel like you're in the mountains. Um, steepness wise, you really climb up to an elevation over southwood and some of those homes that back up there have some huge decks that really look out over the homes of southwood it's pretty impressive so but um southwood's always been a, a great a great neighborhood for us it's always performed well um we're we're out there now currently selling very well i think we're down in this existing phase we're only down to about 10 lots left now um so we're looking towards that next phase of development right now working through that with the city city uh, permitting right now so um the other two projects that I want to touch on um, are Brookside, which is over on um, Oxbottom Road. Uh, it's in between the entrance of Oxbottom Manor and Moore Pond. Um, that has been a, that's a higher point price pr- product for us. We've been in about the the 350s to the end of the 500s for us, which in all honesty, 500s is a number we really haven't been at a lot um, just because you're getting to a you know more exclusive buyer in Tallahassee. Um, but, um, but due to, I think, you know, lack of inventory new construction wise in the Northeast and also some creative things we've done, you know, with some options in those homes, they really have performed well, um, of the 59 lots we're probably down to, I'd say probably about 11, 12 lots, um, left in the neighborhood. So, um, definitely moving through that pretty well. And, um, lastly, our project that's on Bannerman road, um, is Chastain Manor. Um, we have just recently got our plat recorded there. We've got our models up and built so people can come see them. Um, we're in the price range there of the, the high twos up into the threes. Um, once again, some creative things we've done in trying to get that price per foot down. Um, we've got a product in there on um, the Azalea Four plan that I definitely recommend people seeing because you get a ton of square footage um, for a lot lower price than what you'd pay elsewhere um we're once again trying to be in that you know if we can get it to 150s but at least trying to be 160s per foot just to to give that you know more efficiency of of people's dollar going towards their purchase um so obviously a lot happening for us um we got a great team and staff that's you know working in all the products and all the neighborhoods so we're very excited for for this year and uh, 2021.
0: I find that it just incredibly fascinating you know, y'all's ability to offer such a range of products at different price points. You know, Jason, I would imagine that there are some things that your customer, regardless of what price point they're coming into the market at, they're, they're really looking for, right? I mean, kind of those key elements that that maybe make your product stand out a little bit more than uh, maybe than others. What what are the things that you're hearing when a customer walks in the door? I mean, they walk into a model home. What are they? Um, What's resonating with them?
1: So, um, some of the things that you're seeing and I, I, I always joke, I have, a, I have HGTV to thank, you know, for a lot of this, um, you know, is some of the big things that people want to see, um, from a style standpoint, you know, they always want to see the more, the newer trends in tile, you know, which is ever changing. So you're constantly trying to, to look and see, you know, where's the market going with that? What are the new looks, what are the new styles? Um, a big thing that's now a new construction, which, you know gosh two three years ago i would have never said we would have been doing that much of is lvp flooring um you know which is for those hard that's a vinyl plank uh flooring um and the reason it's become so popular is just you know multiple things in my opinion durability but also just the the variety of looks that you can really get with that flooring and and how great that look has come you know in the past three four five years um In regards to some other things aspect wise, some big things that people are definitely wanting as options are uh, tongue and groove ceilings. Um, That just gives people a little bit more accent, you know, for not an expensive cost, you know, to maybe say in a master bedroom, in a living room, dining space. Um, Some of the other things which, you know, I think everybody, you know, hears and sees a shiplap, you know, people want to see that as an accent wall or see that as an option um some of the other things in regards to that we've kind of incorporated then and we're fortunate i think in this facet that you know because we build um we try to really focus on not i don't want to say a limited number of floor plans but certain floor plans you know we probably have you know throughout all our communities you know over 25 floor plans that we're building but because we we build them repetitiously we're able to really learn a lot about them meaning Man, if I move this wall a foot here, if I change this door, if I relocate this, if I swing that differently, I really gain so much more out of the floor plan. So we've been able to tweak certain floor plans and really make them so they're more livable, so they're more open, uh, more functional for people. And you know, a lot of those things you see that people are wanting to gravitate to are like uh, floating shelves. You know, that's a big thing that you know is a, a new trend that people want to see in regards to layout. One, two of the big things now are I want to have either a walk-in pantry or it needs to be an expanded pantry. I want to have plenty of space to put all that stuff, hide it away, make my kitchen look clean and crisp so when somebody comes over, they don't see it all cluttered. Um, and then ultimately is that yeah that huge, which I don't think this will ever go away, is that huge master closet. Um, we really try to incorporate those two facets because, because those are two of the big key things that we get asked about and get inquired about. Um, on our floor plans. So I think those are some of the some of the main things that you see um, people are asking for. We have other options. I think we have Almost an excess of probably 200 options, you know, that we offer on most of our floor plans that you can choose from um, So you can see the whole spectrum of somebody choosing to go with none versus somebody that chooses as much as they can get um, But but those are some of the key items that you see people wanting to incorporate in their homes
0: Fair to say, Joanna Gaines has been good for business, huh? I I would say yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some high expectations probably coming in with buyers. I'm sure
1: you, you do. You do,
0: and um,
1: you know it's part of it. You know the the I guess the HGTVs make everything look very easy and very simple. Not <laughs> not not always the
0: case. So yeah, yeah. There's a price that comes with that, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, Jason, you again, talking to y'all are, y'all are so busy, got a lot of things going on, which is great. Uh, but obviously, you know, we we're in the middle of this pandemic that that continues to be a real nuisance for, for just about every line of business. It's, it's getting to the point. Um, you know, curious, uh, I, as busy as you're still, uh, are, are there any disruptions that are happening to, uh, your business and, uh, to the home building industry right now?
1: So, um, In the months of March and April, you know, we were, I think like everybody trying to figure out what, what to do, how to do, you know, what was the best thing, steps to take as a company. Um, So, you know, models were really not open. Um, You know, our realtors were trying as best they could to do, um, you know, video conferencing with customers and trying to show via video, um, I guess, teleconferencing them the houses, but ultimately not having that model open for people to walk in and see the product. Um, hurt us pretty strongly. Um, we, for, from my perspective we were pretty much almost kind of closed up sales wise for those two months. Um, you know, we've, we've figured out some things and, you know, created some better practices here starting in, you know, um, the months of May and June and July. And we've, we've really done great sales wise. Um, some of the hurdles that we are going to have and that I see on the, on the future horizon are, you know, because interest rates have been so low across the country, um, builders are just like us are getting contracts because people want to take advantage of that interest rate. Um, So therefore you're seeing shortages on material. um, You're seeing increases in cost of lumber, which just to give you a quick um, from my perspective, you know, lumber's always been driven from demand. So if demand increases, then suppliers raise their prices. So what's happening is across the country, you're seeing those, you know, builders across country, increasing demand, increasing work orders. So therefore suppliers are raising their costs. Um, some of the other facets that, you know, concern me are those products that we get, you know, from, from internationally. So um, a lot of the appliances that we get, um, do not obviously get made here in the U S. Um, and those are getting back ordered and getting backlogged. Um, you know, I, something that, you know, myself and Thomas always, you know, rack our heads about is will we not be able to close a house cause we can't get a range. Um, you know, um, so those are some of the things that I think going forward, um, are going to be some of our hurdles and our, um, some of the, the key things that we're gonna have to overcome to get through this. Um, the only other thing that I guess that I, you know, how do you say, worry about or consider, it's just going to be as, you know, if residential construction picks up because of these contracts we're getting here in May, June, July, I do worry about our subcontractors, um, in the community. We, we definitely lack the number of subcontractors that maybe you say would see in say a Jacksonville or a Panama city area. And so therefore, you know, we're few and far between. So it's, it's a struggle right now. And I'm, I'm worried it's only going to get you know worse here as we get into maybe say the third quarter here of, um, you know, further in the third quarter of this year of trying to track down and get those subs to nail down to a schedule um, and hold it. So um, those are some of the, the tasks that we got to overcome and deal with as we proceed forward in this market. Um, but, you know, hey, those are those are good problems to, to overcome
0: and solve. So I'm, I'd much rather solve those than others. So, Absolutely. Sp- speaking of other problems, you know, one, one of the things that you know, has has long been a uh, point of contention in our community is the development process and and the permitting that is required to do development. I mean, again, at the scale that you all are operating on, there's probably no one in town who's more familiar with it than than you guys are. Can you maybe just kind of give people an understanding of where that sits currently? Are we doing well? Are we or what what sort of things do we still need to fix? Um, it seems like we've, we've had some maybe good trends of late, but, uh, curious to have your input. I will say, you know, I, I definitely feel like we're heading in
1: the right direction. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely seen some things from, you know, city and county that, you know, are, are positive to me, you know, having better, um, conversation with them, better dialogue and more dialogue with them. Um, I think only helps us. And I think, you know, helps us make a better system in regards to permitting, I think some of our our hurdles that we need to overcome as a community, you know, and this is, I'm not going to, you know, section or focus on just city or county, I'm kind of saying it's both. You know, when you go through the permitting process, you're really, in my opinion, dealing with three facets. You know, you're dealing with the planning department, you're dealing with the environmental, and you're dealing with public works. and you know for those that aren't familiar is the one who's really kind of helping you on the design of your project environmental is looking at it from hey how are you dealing with stormwater what are the natural features on your project um, how are you dealing with those and you know making sure that you're following you know uh, code and guidelines um, public works looks at it from a facet of how is the city or county going to maintain that project after it's completed and accepted You know, what are the hurdles that they need to make sure we're considering during design and during construction? And the problem that we have is that those three departments, and I don't don't know who to put the onus on, but they don't have a really good communication platform. And what I mean by that is that when you go through permitting, you may get a comment from planning that then environmental and public works disagrees with, and you're left as a go-between between the three of them to say, well, I did this because one of the groups asked me to do it, but now I'm coming over to another office and they're saying I can't do it that way. And from a you know permitting process, obviously time is money. Um, you know, you're holding on to a project, you know, for in all honesty, right now in our in our community, it's years um, that you're going through from a per you know from writing a contract to permitting to finally getting a point where you're actually doing development it is a year's time frame. It's not months. Um, And ultimately the the further that that goes out, the higher those costs are for that land and for that development, which has to translate into higher costs for that end user. Um, So I just think one of the big things we have to solve as a community in regards to permitting is being a little bit more together in regards to those three facets of permitting process that, they have a better line of communication between the three of them so that when you get a comment from planning or from public works or from environmental, that you're not then going back and forth because one of the other departments disagrees with it or sees a problem with it. Um, I think that would help speed up permitting extensively. Um, the other facet I think, and I hear this, you know, and we're trying to accomplish it too, but I hear it across the community and not just our community, but across the country is the issue of affordable housing. And, you know, how do we get affordable housing, not in only our community, but in our country? And from Leon County and City of Tallahassee perspective, I have to say, you know, there's a lot of things we do permitting wise they are great. I mean, in regards to an end product, you know, conservation wise, you know, we try to set a lot of land aside, you know, stormwater, we go above and beyond, in my opinion, on, you know, levels and additional levels of safety factors and protection in regards to we want to make sure, you know, we have more than enough stormwater capacity. Um, and then, you know, things such as, you know, we want to have additional and more and more landscaping, um, more and more sidewalks and, and higher, higher standards for those things as well in a neighborhood. And, and while I understand that, hey, on, a, on an end product, those are great. In regards to trying to build affordable housing, those are all going in the opposite direction. And what I mean by that is, all those things add cost to the project, which inevitably have to relate to cost of the lot, which inevitably have to relate to cost of the home. So I think we as a community really have to decide, hey, what is our goal? If we really want to accomplish affordable housing, then we really need to sit step back and aggressively look at all these standards that we're holding developments to and say, hey are there certain at least certain areas that we want to say hey we want maybe this level of standards put on these projects so that we can accomplish you know affordable lots which will result in affordable housing um i think that's something that really needs to get get discussed more and talked about more um, for us to get to that point where we can build affordable housing
0: yeah that's a great point i mean you know everything has a cost and Uh, As good as we are, to your point, at at preserving a lot of things that make our community special, there is a cost that is associated with that. So finding ways, you know, I've seen in some communities where uh, in order to try to spur development and growth uh, in an affordable fashion, they create these things called pink zones. And the reason they say pink is because the red tape is lighter. They try to come up with ways to make uh, the regulations lighter in certain areas to encourage a more affordable growth pattern, which is really a, a, a fascinating trend. Um, you know, one of the things you, you had talked about earlier uh, in a couple different ways is you know, just that importance of infrastructure and the balance with how we grow. Um, you know, in our community, we've got a great sales tax funded mechanism with Blueprint. Obviously, that's a big part of the Wolani Boulevard extension out there. Just what are your thoughts about the way in which we invest in infrastructure and how important that is to be able to continue to provide uh, housing for our growing population? No, and I think that's a a great point, Jay. You know, Blueprint,
1: I think, has been a, a critical part for our community. You know, I think that that staff as a whole does a great job of outreach and doing the, you know, investigative work and doing the research to really find, you know, to me, both projects that, that A improve our quality of life in our community, but also are those projects that will really spur investment in our community. Um, you know, you know, the blueprint could speak much better than I could about this numbers wise, but I think it's easy to follow the to watch and see where the private dollar dollars follow, the blueprint dollars, meaning that, you know, when they build a you know, help invest in a roadway or infrastructure, that raises the value of that property, which inevitably raises the desire for development to spur there um and i just think as a as a community that is a critical part for us because not only do we need you know to encourage private development to come to tallahassee but by putting that infrastructure ahead of it we really show outside developers private businesses that hey we're really putting the groundwork in to make sure that when you come to tallahassee to leon county that we have put that infrastructure in place for your business or your um, investment to succeed. So I, I think Blueprint is a critical part to our expansion and growth of our community.
0: No doubt. And, you know, obviously something that we talk about a lot here at the Chamber. And, you know, you've been on the board now a couple of years. It's been great having you engaged and involved. Again, you know, just from, from this conversation, you, you see just what sort of expertise and uh, experience you're able to bring to a lot of conversations that we have. Uh, from from the variety of facets you serve on our grow business committee, and uh, that feeds into a lot of things that we do. Um, I want to just you know maybe end with your perspective on on where our community is heading, where you think we ought to be trying to go in the uh, years to come. Um, you know maybe what's what's sort of the vision from your perspective? You think for um, the what the decade ahead looks like uh, here in Tallahassee?
1: No, for sure. I mean. I think, um, you know, I think we definitely are heading in the right direction for a lot of things. I think that, you know, I think things like um, the work that's being done up at the airport, I think is critical for our community. Um, And and for those that are familiar, I think, you know, there's a lot of focus and time being spent on how do we prepare the airport to accept, you know, future growth and expansion? Um, You know, what do we need to have in place so that somebody can come to Tallahassee from outside and say, Hey, I'm ready to invest and purchase and land, put a business here. And they'll be able to know, Hey, here, are what my true costs of that expansion. Um, I think that leads into what I think is a, a big thing that we as a community need to work towards. Um, and, and both for the expansion part, as well as, you know, for things that we want to set aside, you know, for parks, for, um, you know, uh, community areas that we want to create. I think we need to do a better job as a community and working towards saying hey here's what we want to accomplish here's what we need to put in place and acting on that um and and really so that somebody not just that's local but hopefully that outside businesses can come and see hey i can see the runway here i can see that here's what they're putting in place for development here's what they're putting in place for say my employees that you know are going to come live in this community um you know i think the Leon County, you know, we don't do enough to tout what we have, you know, in regards to our urban forest, in regards to the parks that we have in our community. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, our ourselves and as well as community, we can tout better to, you know, people that are looking to come not only to live here, but also to come invest and build and work in our community. Um, so I think, you know, as we go forward, I think we just we need to spend more time and effort in that. I think it'll it'll a allow you know us to attract more people, but b it'll also let us as a community be able to have those conversations ahead of time, so that we're not having them right as someone's trying to make something happen or trying to go through a development or permit process. Um, it allows somebody to know, hey, here's what the the task at hand is for me, and I don't have to learn it as I go. So I think those are some of the big things I hope that we can head towards as a community.
0: I think that's very well said. and Jason, we appreciate, uh, you know, again, your service on our board of directors. Appreciate your membership in the chamber and the continued support that uh, Premier Fine Homes and all your family companies continue to offer uh, the work that we do. Um, You know, if we want to let people find out a little bit more about Premier and, and the projects you all have going on, where should we send them to? So,
1: um, best is uh premier's website is uh,
0: homesbypremier.com, Um,
1: you know, we you can go up there and there's the ability for you to, to message one of our agents and they'll get back to you, respond back, and be able to set up an appointment with you. Um, we also have models in each one of those communities that we spoke about. Um, they're open generally from about um one to four um, on uh, Wednesdays through Sundays. So, um if you get a chance i, I welcome you to go buy because i think that's our best one of our best sales tools is that model home and being able to go see our product and and give you know both us and our buyers an expectation of you know what they're you know purchasing so um those would be my my two best recommendations
0: very well thanks again for coming on the show my friend appreciate the conversation uh i think it's been insightful and for you folks who have been listening in we appreciate you tuning into the show once again, as always, we like to try to bring you the most interesting people doing business here in Florida's capital city. And uh, Jason Gazvini has been a great guest to offer us some time and his thoughts and insights on how the community continues to change through the lens of home building and development. Uh, as he said, uh, don't forget to go and check out the work that they're doing. Uh, via their website. You'll find all of that information linked in the show notes this week. And as always, uh, we appreciate you listening in. You can find this episode and every episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast on our website, along with various information and insights about the Tallahassee business community. That's at www.talchamber.com. That's T A L chamber.com. Don't forget as well to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review via your favorite listening device. We appreciate, as always, your consideration of our Chamber of Commerce and the support that you offer us. We'll be looking forward to talking again with you very soon. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day.